Uh, it took us two attempts, but we've that got it. Um, I'm trying to work out what kind of energy we're bringing today because it's giving me quite almost not hyper, but like we are both quite like I'm waving my hands around. Yes. Normally we're coming along and we're like, oh, we're really tired today. I'm sorry. Whereas today we're like, woo. Yes. Let's go. Energy. Yes. Maybe it's the Queen songs that we've just been singing. Yeah, we've just been doing a little Queen karaoke yeah. that no one asked for. Yeah. And there was no backing track. So it's I don't know if that That's more Queen a cappella, I'd say we've been doing. Anyway, I feel about that distinction. Anywho's. <laughs> um, welcome to today's episode. Indeed. You are listening to Down to a Fine Art, in case that wasn't apparent. If you're not supposed to be listening to Down to a Fine Art, you are on the wrong podcast. <laughs> you are in the wrong place. Also, but maybe stay for the ride anyway. Yeah, hello, stay. I realise that, I mean, I imagine most people who listen know who we are, but I realise we maybe introduced ourselves once at the beginning of an episode, like, over a year ago. So just for clarification, Ooh, yeah. I, I am Anna, <laughs> this uh, is Izzy. And I am Izzy. <laughs> I'm aware that might be weird, because most people probably know that, but... To be fair, I have noticed, like, pe- there's been a few people who have followed the podcast Instagram recently. Mm. That I don't think either of us know mm. and like they're quite recent followers so actually that's a very good point maybe mm. we should have introduced ourselves a bit earlier well there we are we well are, hello we are two very freshly finished uh yes. fine art students sorry I don't know why I've started this episode also no. formally I mean um, we have not yet graduated so no. I will not call us graduates yet no no we're in a weird liminal state yeah. between student and adult <laughs> yeah it's quite odd it's quite disconcerting um but today we will be talking about, I'd say organisation is the umbrella word I will yes. use. We're going to be talking about kind of organisation in terms of like day to day, both as a student and also kind of as a whatever this weird student. liminal space we are in. As a liminal student. As a liminal student. We'll also be talking about how I guess we manage... Not just our time, but like our lives. Yeah, like lives and brains as artists. So like maybe if we're more of a sketchbook person or a chaotic sheets of paper everywhere person. I feel like that's quite directed at me, but okay. We'll we'll, we'll get to that. that. I mean, I would identify with that as well. So yeah, that's the vibes that we've got going on today. Because I think it is quite interesting talking about organisation in general because obviously people differ so much but i think particularly artists gonna say yeah like that's a real i feel like there's a real stereotype that's associated with artists Mm, and i'd say 90 percent of the time is absolutely accurate yeah i mean actually i was gonna say a statement that potentially is quite problematic so maybe i won't say that i mean you could say we can i was just gonna it's not Right, I was going to say... Warning, this does not represent the podcast or myself <laughs> in any way. I was just going to say, sometimes stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason, like they've yes. developed in that way, but I think that could be taken out of context and applied to some damaging stereotypes, so maybe don't do that. But Yes, I do get what, what you mean. I was going to say it flippantly, and I was like, maybe that has ramifications of context around beyond that. that. But anyway. Um, yeah. No, that is a very good point, and I do think artists are one of those stereotypes mm. that, like... I think the very typical artist stereotype is like they're covered in paint and like their hair's kind of a mess on their head and they've got paintbrushes in it mm. and like they're running about and they're always late and they don't know what's going on. They don't know what day of the week it is. Mm. And like, oh my goodness, they're 20 minutes late to a coffee appointment and they kind of run away in a flurry again. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'd say that's based in truth. I yeah. think artists are potentially not the most organised people. No. Not the most... Um, 
I want to maybe use the word like coherent like they're quite I feel like the stereotype is they're quite kind of scattered and yeah. like All yeah maybe place. a bit chaotic but I feel like that kind of almost come comes with a job in a way like I yeah. think art as a profession is not the most it's not the most like capitalist nine to five in an office kind of vibe it is a bit by its very nature all over the place yes. which I do think is an interesting point of that therefore sometimes I feel like if I am really organized I'm really uh I don't know I was gonna say spreadsheety but I don't think I've really ever done a spreadsheet but do you know what I mean that vibe it can get you a bit imposter syndrome and you're like well I can't be a proper artist because I'm really ordered my because I have a spreadsheet I have things in line <laughs> yeah that's quite a good point I'd say also potentially I don't know if you'd identify as this but I think I would like mm. I don't think I fit the stereotypical artist like mm. vibe very well. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like when you don't feel like you fit the stereotype, then you feel like you're an imposter. Yeah. Because I think, I guess just in terms of like a reflection of, you know, we've just finished a three-year fine art degree. Mm. Okay, we're literally taught by practising artists. Mm. Like, that's we learn about art. Like, that's what we do. And our courses a tad chaotic at times mm. and I think that is potentially a reflection of some of the people that run it or like some of the mm. tutors or the people that like have to manage their time because it is really difficult mm. and I think to be a lecturer um, or like a staff member you have to be so on it and I think for some people particularly artists mm. that really doesn't blend well with their way of doing things mm. so that's been quite interesting like watching that take shape yeah that's true yeah because I suppose like Again, the very nature of that line of work is a bit more traditional nine to five office yeah. job. So then you're trying to, I don't know, it's not as straightforward as like fitting a square peg in a round hole, but you're taking somebody who's like, yeah, got that artistic streak in them, which is maybe a bit more fluid and instinctive, like yeah. and then trying to shoehorn them into running a really yeah. tightly <laughs> scheduled, like. Right, this day, this time, do that, this time, blah, yeah. blah, blah, like fit that in. Yeah. I'm aware these are potentially sweeping statements. They are Obviously, quite... we're working within the old stereotypes here. But yes. yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's interesting to see how stereotypically an art course, as opposed to maybe like a maths course, yeah. is perhaps a bit more chaotic. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't necessarily, like, don't get me wrong, there's definitely instances where the chaotic nature of the course is genuinely quite frustrating and actually like hmm. I feel like there has been the odd occasion where it has actually been quite a detriment but with that being said it's not all bad like there's definitely occasions hmm. where like it means we get a lot more freedom and fluidity within our mm-hmm. kind of day-to-day yeah. lives like I know for me personally my my very 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 lovely tutor Gillian she kind of would quite regularly be like oh like, you know if you want to grab a coffee like let me know hmm. like do you want to call today do you want to like catch up at this point um and you go if you weren't if you were constantly rigid and structured, that wouldn't be a possibility. Mm. And actually that worked fantastically because I think it was rare that I took her up on it, but actually it made me feel really supported, which I think is quite important, particularly for your final year. Mm. Like you don't necessarily want that constant contact, but you want to know that it's there if you need it. And actually Gillian, I think did a wonderful job of that. Like I felt very, very supported and looked after without feeling like I was being micromanaged. Yes. Um, And I think that's something that actually is a good plus size to the chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, I don't identify as being a very spontaneous person. And I think it's nice that I sometimes have the course would make me have to be like, oh, there's a meeting in an hour. And I'd be like, okay, (laughs) great. That's fine. That doesn't fit within my daily schedule but it's fine I'm a spontaneous person I can come to that 
which speaking of daily schedules, mm-hmm. I feel like that is, we could start with day-to-day organisation. Okay. Well, we don't have to, but yeah, that Go would be, I always do this. There's a segue that presents itself to me. And instead of making the segue, I say, hello. Hello, hello this, I've identified a segue. <laughs> Shall we do it? There's a link here. Are you all happy with this link? Is everyone on board? Yes. Okay, here we go. It's <laughs> the smooth segue. <laughs> So to segue, how <laughs> interesting! Smoothly, I personally, I do love a routine on it on a daily a daily kind of level. Yes. I think I don't have my life planned out, but on a day to day level, mm. I like to have a day plan. It just makes me feel quite secure in my head of like what's going on. So, for example, and I suppose this isn't out, at all directly art related. This is more me as a human and how mm. I organise my time, which obviously will overlap with how I organise my art time. Mm-hmm. I have, this is very practical, but like in my phone notes, I have like a rolling to-do list that's okay. just like, yeah, an absolute dump of everything So just like any time you think of anything. Yeah, like if something crops up, I'll pop it to the list. Okay. Generally, unless I really, you know, unless I forget or like it's something I can do immediately. And then at the end of the day, I will be like, okay, cool. What are we doing tomorrow? And I'll write like a to-do list for the next day, which will... I don't even know that it's a to-do list because it will more just be a list of things I'm going to do, but it's not... Right. <laughs> there's, a, there's a distinction here. Okay. In that, for example, if I'm doing something fun, like meeting a friend for coffee, mm-hmm. I will put that on the list and it's not like, oh, I've got to do that chore. Oh, I see. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just a list of everything I'm going to do, but it's not like... A oh, chore God. list. It's more of like... <laughs> This is what my day consists yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But it will then also have everything on it. So I'll try and... It, will, it won't be like a schedule, but it will maybe be roughly in order. So I might be like, get up. I won't put get up on the list. But, you okay. know, it will start with like, if I'm meeting for coffee, like early in the morning, I might put that. And then I'll be like, emails when I get home. And then if I have a meeting, I might put that. And then, then I'll be like, do some art or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And it will be vaguely ordered. And that makes me feel like I'm in control of my life. I like that. So that's how I organise myself on a very day-to-day practical level. Do you think doing the day-to-day, like, because you do it in the, so the evening before, don't you? I tend to. It's not like a Sometimes strict thing, but yeah. I so think it's do you easier. Think, do you think doing that, do you think that helps you, like, manage your stress? A little bit. I think, I think what I found is that when I write it the evening before, then it, it kind of does two things. It means that, like, when I'm writing the list, I'm not writing it and then I've got to immediately do the list. Mm. Because I think if I was writing it and then I had to, yeah, get up and immediately do that, I'd be less inclined to put lots of things on it. If I, I don't want to do that thing, I'm not going to put that on the list. Whereas when it's like, oh, it's tomorrow's problem, I can write the thing on the list and then I'll know I'll do the thing. Mm-hmm. It just, I just seem a bit more emotionally removed from it, if that That's makes sense. That's interesting. And then the other thing is, then I won't lie awake, hopefully, thinking about, oh, I need to do this tomorrow, oh, I need to do this tomorrow, because I know yeah. it's, like, kind of taken care of. Like, it just It's it a very, like, it a tried bit. and tested way of dealing yeah. with sleep issues, isn't it? Like, you write down what you're thinking about before yeah. you go to sleep, so it's, like, out your head. And that's why I think it's good to have my, like, rolling to-do list, because then when things do occur to me, I can just write it down, and it's not that I've done it, but it's, like, it's out of my head. Yeah. It's not just constantly, like, oh, I need to do this, oh, I need to do this. And obviously that does still happen. Like, if I have loads I need to do, it will still be, like, yeah. buzzing about the place for it. Helps calm. That's quite interesting. What about you? I don't know, to be honest. Like, I think my schedule at the moment has really taken a hit. Mm. Like, my current schedule, because I'm doing a residency, mm. is I kind of wake up at, I think my alarm goes off at half seven. Mm-hmm. 
I was about to say I have dinner. <laughs> I don't have dinner. I cook myself a little spag ball. <laughs> um, I have breakfast, the normal meal to have at that time. <laughs> Not done. I have breakfast and then, yeah, just kind of get ready. And then I meet uh, my friend at my car at mm. half nine, drive us to the residency, do the residency. And then I leave vaguely like four o'clock come home record a podcast Re- yeah record a podcast <laughs> which is what i'm doing now yeah so like i wouldn't say i have that much structure at the moment mm. but i did used to have quite a strong structure to my day in that i'd set my alarm at six o'clock every day um alarm will go off i'd immediately get up and weirdly this was in winter as well so this wasn't Oof. easy this was like Grim. quite a challenge to get up at that time mm. um but I think I liked the control and stability it gave me and the mm. fact that, like, I like That's being the first one in the house awake because <laughs> I feel like it gives me... You have competition from you, mate. <laughs> um, I feel like it gives me that really, like, almost, like, like really satisfying alone time. I know what you mean, Like, yeah. I feel so alone and, like, in a good way, not a bad I way. So I feel so alone! No, no, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> like, it's no one else is up no one in the world is up well not that's true but like yeah but if it was like so it, quiet and like that builders haven't started bloody hammering away yeah we've had issues with them oh um, sorry but you know what i mean it's that really nice feeling so like i'd get up at six and then i found that because i wanted to get up so early and because it was winter and like this wasn't the routine i had like fully sunk into yet i found that unless i had something to occupy me i'd find it really hard to stay awake like, not that I wasn't mm. sat in bed, but, like, I basically made a list of things I wanted to do in the morning before I, like, started my day. Um, so before 8 o'clock, because I had my breakfast at 8 o'clock, that's when I'd have it. Mm. So I'd get up at 6, I'd immediately, immediately get up and sit at my desk. Mm-hmm. I'd do, like, not really journaling, it was more just, like, kind of like a couple of notes. Like, I went through a phase of I tried to do, like, gratitude stuff. So, Ooh, like, that's nice. I'd kind of take a minute to be like, actually, like, what went well yesterday? Like, Oh, that's so nice. I want to And kind that. of just, like, focus on that a little bit. Mm. And I actually found that I'd set myself a to-do list of three things. Like, no more, even if <laughs> I had more to do. Because mm-hmm. I often found that, like, I'd put so much pressure on myself to like achieve it all in one day Mm. and when I inevitably didn't Mm. I'd feel really disheartened and then I'd wake up the next day feel unmotivated force myself to do it again and like it just wouldn't end Mm. whereas I think that doing three things a day I'd wake up and I'd be like right I want to write an email to this person Mm -hmm. I want to make sure I have like a really nice cooked dinner Mm. so I need to plan that Mm -hmm. And, you know, I do like quite simple things. Mm. And there was something really nice about being able to sit down and be like, do you know what? I actually achieved everything on my to-do list yesterday. Mm. Like, well done sort of thing. I did yeah. extra things as well, but like I did what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I had that. And then my routine for the morning would be I do my little journal thing, do my short to-do list, do my gratitude thing. I also, which is something I need to get back into, actually. Mm. But I had started doing this thing where every week I'd get someone in my life to recommend a new music album for me to listen to. Mm. So I'd put that on in the mornings, listen to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd also do my German lesson. And then it got to a point where I was like, I want to start like including yoga in this. And like, it kind of never got to that point, though. However, it still stuck with me, that thing of like, I like to wake up early. I usually have my breakfast at about eight o'clock. And then I think getting that morning part of my day planned out and done meant that the rest of my day was quite, um, like I was okay with it being quite relaxed and quite kind of 
you know, spontaneous mm, because yes. I'd had the morning to like, you know, I had got my to-do list, which I needed to do, which was really small and always achievable because I think that's a good thing to have. Mm. I had done my German lesson for the day, which I need to do every day because, you know, Duolingo will haunt you. If you <laughs> um, and yeah, like I had usually, I did all my admin in the morning. So like I'd done all my emails, mm. um, like I'd had a nice breakfast. I kind of, in the, of the rest of the day, I was quite happy just sort of, you know, seeing how things went. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also use my calendar, like my phone calendar, uh, to obviously add like yes, I do that the occasional reminder, but also mostly just like events of like yeah, got that then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I get notifications like half an hour before, but usually the day before, so in the evening, I'll sit and I'll just check my calendar for the next day, yeah. see what times things are. That's exactly what I do as well. Like when I'm writing my to do list, I'll it'll be a combination of my phone calendar, like I'll write everything out that I'm definitely doing, and then I'll look at my big to do list and pick out. Okay, yeah. Little garnishes to add on Interesting. This is all so interesting to me. I've really? Made, I've scribbled down a load of notes. Interesting. I have four to five point... Four to five, not 45 Christ. points to address here. Okay, continue. If I may. Please do. I'll allow it. <laughs> so number one, mm-hmm. it was really interesting what you said about... Um, I think this was about getting up early, is that you feel like that the whole control thing, yeah. like, yeah, being the first one awake or... I can't remember exactly what it was you said that in relation to, but that's interesting because we've spoken before about how both of us, <laughs> many things can be brought back to like a desire to like want to control how yes. something goes, which to be fair, I think is very natural. Yeah. Like I don't want to be like getting up and then just seeing how my day goes with no control over it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But then I think that's why I'm not a very spontaneous person because I'm like, I want to control how good my day is. And obviously I want my day to be good. Yeah. So that makes sense. And then, and then I completely know what you mean about like the time in the morning where you're alone. It feels very different to like, I know people do the same where they stay up really late because that mm. time in the evening or like the night, you feel like you're alone. But it's interesting how it feels different. Yeah. It feels more... I think it's less meditative. What, at night or in the morning? Yeah, at night. Because I yeah. think in the morning, like it's, it's a new day. Like you've had your rest, you're waking up and like... Yeah. You get to spend your first few hours of the day just in touch with yourself, which I think is yes. quite a meditative thing. Yeah. Whereas at night, you've probably spent the entire day with people doing things, socialising, then it gets to like the night and you're like, okay, I'll just stay up late. Yeah. It doesn't feel the same. I think when I stay up late and I'm just in my room, I'm almost just kind of like stewing in the mm. day. <laughs> kind of horrible way of putting it, but true. Yeah, like it's that thing of so much has happened. And yeah, like it's absolutely great processing time and I'm sure it kind of works differently for different people but for me if I'm staying up late and I'm just on my own and there's no real I don't know it's not very intentional it's just that I haven't put myself to bed yet so I'm just sat there and it's not very it's not productive time and I don't just mean like oh I'm not doing work like I don't need to be doing work but it's not like mentally I'm not refreshing myself I'm not like giving myself anything I'm just kind of yeah stewing vegetating which is yeah there's a time to place sometimes there's nothing wrong with that but sometimes it's just you need to draw a line under this day, go to bed and then have that in the morning. Yeah. A, a blank slate. I also thing. think that like feeling of like being really alone, again, not in a bad way, it's harder to achieve at night because I think if you want to achieve that at night time, you have to stay up quite late to get that. Yeah. Whereas in the morning, you don't have to wake up that much earlier to get it. No, that's like, true. I'd say if it wasn't for the fact that like you're also a fairly early riser. <laughs> yeah. Like... I, you could probably, in our household, you could get away with getting up at, like, 7 o'clock. Mm. And, like, you'd still have that really intense, lone 
time. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just coming crashing in. Yeah, <laughs> dare you. Hello, I'm awake! <laughs> <laughs> like the little child. But yeah, I think there's something quite nice about having that in the morning. But yeah. that's just my personal preference. No, I completely agree. Although I think we are coming to this as two more morning people. Yeah. Say. But, um, and then... And then an interesting thing I thought of was that with the whole to-do list thing, I think that's, I personally find that really beneficial, but I notice there's a bit of a, it has a tendency towards like very discrete tasks, like quantifiable tasks where you can tick them off. Like I need to send this person an email, tick. Mm. Whereas a lot of art things aren't as tickable. Like it's not like, you can be like, I want to do one drawing. Like that's fine. You can do that. But sometimes the most productive art sessions are where you haven't, planned you're just gonna sort of see instinctively where it goes and you can't always yeah plan for that and I think that's where my system falls down a little bit and that I need to work on now is that when I was at uni I had the driving force of well I'm at uni so I obviously need to do my uni work yeah but now that there's not as much pressure on it in that way it feels like I'm gonna stop prioritizing like I need to make sure I keep prioritizing it and keep putting it on my to-do list because I think I automatically I never have art on my to-do to-do list other than, for example, there's an exhibition coming up and I was like, oh, I need to make some art for that. So I did that, but I'm not going to... I don't have just make art generally on there. So I need to, when I'm scheduling my day, actually, I don't know, either put it on the to-do list or just have in my head that I'm going to do my to-do list and then I'm going to have some time to just make some art. Like I think that's where there is a problem in my system and that's where I like your system of having three things and then intentionally leaving space for you know seeing where the day takes you kind of thing because I think that's again where my lack of spontaneity comes in is like how Mm. like I'm not rigidly scheduling my day but if I'm filling it with my to-do list then then how does like my art fit into that anything else yeah so yeah that's quite interesting actually system I also think it's quite good for like don't get me wrong it has its flaws but like I just think something I quite liked about it is that it's I think it's quite focused on gratitude in the sense that like you have three small yeah. things that, like, you know, you can achieve and then you get the satisfaction of being like, no, do you know what? I have actually done something today. Maybe I'm not in a good mood. Maybe my day hasn't gone to plan, but I achieved those three things, mm. even if they were small. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a point where, like, my artist block was really bad. And, like, I think there was one time where I one of my to-do list things, I think it was literally, like, think about this particular thing like just sit and think about it for a while That's nice. and I was like actually yeah like I did that and like that's still progress mm. or like I think I uh, yeah maybe I did one that was something like um figure out why this like mm. why you've been using paint instead of mm-hmm. pencil or something mm. you know actually sometimes it's quite good to just be like do you know what like yeah actually I made progress on something art based because mm. art is one of those things that it's really hard to notice the progress you make until yes. you've got a finished piece. Completely, yeah. And it's, it's hard to notice, yet yeah, that the progress you're making until you're looking back on yeah. something, the development of a thing. Because that's why what's quite nice about the uni hand-ins and the dates, with the, like, the uh, deadlines, is that you make a big submission and you ref- you're forced to reflect on it all and then you hand it in and you're like, oh, actually, crikey, look yeah. at all this work I've done. Yeah. When you don't really realise it as you're going. Yeah. Any other notes? or No, that's basically everything from your day-to-day life. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. I what, mean, what would you like to cover next? I mean, I don't know if it's like a good time for it, but I, I know we have previously vaguely covered how we do the podcast. 
Mm. But I do think the organisation of the podcast is quite an interesting thing to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that kind of... I don't know, yeah. I was going to say it kind of fits in with, like, uni organisation, but we've also... That's a weird one. We've kind of touched on it a bit, like, how we do it. Yeah, we can, we can go back to... We can I don't go know into that there's that much more to say. Anyway, yes. Podcast. Okay. Yeah. I guess podcast-wise, like... I think the reason I find it interesting is because it's not just you organising your time. It's mm. us organising our joint time. Our collective time. And again, like, divvying up tasks and that. So, like, I believe it was in our drunk episode mm. that we spoke about this a bit. Which is why I suggested we do it again, because I don't know how coherent we were in that episode. Yeah, I don't know what we said. Yeah. I have kind of listened, that's the episode that I've listened back most, but I mainly just listened to the first 10 minutes where we're absolutely off our rocker. And then <laughs> absolute hysterics. And then we actually do talk about something and I was like, oh, this is boring. God, I'm now. <laughs> what a good review of the podcast. Oh, this is boring. They're not spraying wine around the room. Stop listening. <laughs> not getting it in their fringe anymore. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I mean, in terms of like organising our time with the podcast, so obviously we release every other week. Mm-hmm. We always release on a Saturday. Which I think is a good schedule, by the way. I think it is as well. <laughs> it seems way. to work really well. Yeah. Yeah, so we also have, um, we have like a shared Google Docs file, mm-hmm. which I'd really recommend to anyone who is also doing collaborative work. Like Google Docs and Google Drive is just fantastic. We are sponsored um, by Google. We are indeed. We are earning the big bucks. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, so we have like this massive Google Doc and it started with, I could have got it in front of me. I can scroll back. Well, to be honest, even everything that's on there, there was more that we got rid of. There was. There was so much. So we kind of started listing like episode themes, like things we wanted to talk about. And we kind of went into detail. So like, for example, the first one was art at school. And some of the bullet points were the differences between GCSE art and university art, why we got into art, how we got where we are and how our journeys differ, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And then as... The podcast has gone on. We've progressed. We've thought of more ideas, except we've not been as organised and we've just put words. So, like, one of them is originality. Apparently that's something we wanted to talk about, but I couldn't tell you much more than that. Mm. And then we've got... We did start doing, like, a reflection on all the episodes we've done (laughs) where we made a note of what we spoke about because we were like, right, this is going to come in useful in the future. Mm. Yeah, we gave up on that, and it turns out that actually it is really useful and we should have continued it. Yeah, um, and now to like pick it back up, we've got to go back and listen to every single... Well, we've got... The last one we did was episode 15, which, so we'd have more than That half. was the start of third year, yeah, yeah, so we would have had a whole year of things to listen to, essentially, yeah. which I don't know about you, but I won't be doing, or, yes, you know... I it, it, doubt yeah. I will be doing that. Then we've got lists of potential guests, mm-hmm. and it's... It's mostly people who have said that they'd be happy to come on. However, we do have a little list that it's essentially like people that we want on. Mm. Um, We've got your eye on you. So we've added you to the list. You don't know this, but... (laughs) And then we've got a release schedule and topics, which is where we actually plan the episodes we're doing. So currently we're planned up until the 10th of September. Which makes us sound really organised. It does. I mean, I feel like it's fairly good organisation. Yeah, true, true. Um, I don't know why I'm like, wow, what, what is this illusion when it's wow. like... Maybe I mean, we it, do this quite regularly. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how we do that. And I guess in terms of actually recording... That's a bit more chaotic, but still fairly. Yeah, like I think we do a good job of it. Yeah, we tend to... And I think this is where the two-week release schedule was helpful. Because I don't know... I think there's a lot of things when we were starting the podcast, you know, have been a big learning curve and we didn't yeah. get right at the start. 
But actually, the the schedule was a really good shout. Yeah. Every two weeks is kind of perfect, really, because like even in our most busy times of like we had this conversation before. I think this might have been the drunk episode where I was like, "Wow, we've released once every two weeks for a whole year, like even through and instead of being like even through dissertation, I was like even over Christmas. <laughs> like, Why did I pick Christmas? But you know, it's been really." Um, doable even over the busy periods whatever those are yeah and for example over the summer as well is a surprisingly tricky one because obviously people go away yeah and so for example right now i'm a little bit busy over the next two weeks but we know we're both know to keep an eye ahead of time so that we're recording it now so that we can pre-record we can release you know when we need to um and generally that's worked really well because i think a week turnaround would have been horrendous oh yeah that would have been awful way too much we wouldn't have been able to do that but uh, two weeks is kind of perfect because generally i think we tend to on average probably record you know in the two week gap record in week one edit in week two and do you know podcast description and yeah all those things and actually that does seem to work well and yeah like you said we kind of plan ahead a bit so like if you know you're going away one week you'll let me know and you'll be like oh by the way i'm quite busy that week so like can we schedule in a time to record Mm. And obviously you do the editing Mm. of the episodes and I do the social media side of things. Mm -hmm. And the social media side of things, like, I think we try to do it a day before just because it gives me a little bit of leeway, like, in case something goes wrong or, Mm. like, in case I'm busy on the Saturday, which is the day we release. But usually I'll do the Instagram stuff Friday evening or, like, Saturday morning and then upload it, which works well. Yeah, the Instagram is popping right now. (laughs) Due to the discovery of Canva. Oh, Canva. <laughs> we love you, Canva. Well, I was saying that's what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, with guest episodes, that also tends to be a little bit more advanced planning. Like, yeah. Because we've got to get someone else obviously involved and be like, hello, when can you record? Like, yeah. rather than just the two of us who literally live together so can record almost at any given moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the general organisation, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, guest episodes are maybe the more difficult ones. Mm. Just because some people, like, their schedule is so either chaotic or so busy. Mm. And it could be hard to fit them in. So, yeah, I think, like, thinking ahead works well for that. Which is why it's good that we're fairly organised people. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't think there's ever been... I don't think there's ever been an occasion where we were like, I genuinely am unsure whether we can do an episode this time. Yeah, I'm trying to think that (laughs) the the only slight... And I don't really want to point people towards this, but, like... The only time we completely gave up on any element was the Let's Pop a Degree show. The description for that, we were we needed to write that just as we were handing in our final submission. We'd, you know, we had a bit of a magnet debacle. It's like, it was a miracle that it got recorded and edited, let alone, you know, the description, if you go and read it, was written in about three seconds on the bottom of the Word document that, like, we were writing our actual submission on. We were like, right, let's just whack that out. Yep. <laughs> That's the only time, I think, that it's just been... A little bit. But, like, it's a description, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's still, do- you know, this description's still there. Yeah. Like, it really wasn't a bad... Uh, it's not like a big slip-up or anything. No, no, not at all. So, yeah, it's quite funny. <laughs> we have... And there's been shorter episodes where we've been busy, but I think that's completely understandable and probably nice Yeah, to have a shorter episode to listen to every once in a while. To be fair, I remember when we first started, we were like, oh, we could do episodes that are like, I think we said the max of like 40 minutes. Mm. Like we very regularly do like an hour long. Yeah. It was quite fun. I like chatting to you. Oh, thank you. I, I despise this. I hate <laughs> this. Let's end it. <laughs> Bye.
I I completely agree. I do enjoy I do enjoy little chats. Little chats. Little chats. Cool. Yeah. Well, we've established that we enjoy this. Yes. That's delightful. Continue. That's nice. Um. So are you more of a sketchbook or a notebook kind of person? Um. Neither. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really like either of them. To be fair, that is quite a weird distinction. I don't think it was really like. I don't think it was really sketchbooks or notebooks that I was comparing. Yeah, I don't know why I wrote that. Yeah, I'm not too sure either. Um, I think it was more like. I think it's quite interesting how people organise the work that they do rather Mm. than. Because I guess organisation, there's like different extensions of that. It's like how you organise yourself as a person, how you Mm. organise your work day, how you organise your personal day. Yeah. But I think actually how you organise your literal work. Mm -hmm. As in your artwork. Well, not necessarily just just artwork, just your actual work, like the work that you do Mm. is quite interesting as well. Mm. And I guess in terms of art, I mean, we had to do a journal like all throughout our time at uni. Mm -hmm. And I think in first year I did a physical journal, which was like a sketchbook type thing. I cannot tell you how much I hated that. It made me so angry. Yeah, did not did not vibe. Really <laughs> gone somewhere. Like, did not vibe with that. Staring <laughs> off flashbacks. <laughs> How dare it! <laughs> and then in second year, we had to do a digital one. Yeah. Uh, which was on WordPress. Bloody WordPress. Honestly. Yeah, WordPress. I also have strong feelings about. However, I really like doing it digitally. Because I found that I could, like... I know I'm quite a perfectionist, and I know I struggle with it quite a lot. Mm. But actually having a digital version really helped, like, alleviate that, I think. Mm -hmm. Because it meant I could create a post that had nothing on it, but just a title of, like, remember to talk about this. Yeah. Um, Post it, and then when I had time, I could come back to it. Mm. And, like, write it. It also means you can, like, rewrite your sentence. It doesn't matter if you do a spelling mistake or you want to like switch things about it also meant that you can upload photos and like don't get me wrong I do have a lot of issues with WordPress and it's not overly customizable you can't really get it looking that beautiful Mm. but honestly I liked the freedom it gave me and the fact that I could categorize things organize things filter through things really easily Mm -hmm. it just really appealed to that side of me that likes things to be perfect Mm. and that side of me that wants control Mm. because it meant that I had those things but I could do it without a time pressure Mm -hmm. or like without the feeling of like I am putting permanent pen to paper (laughs) I have to get this looking perfect and I have to say exactly what I want to say yeah and it really like fed into that thing I have of like I have to immediately produce a star level work Mm -hmm. like I have to immediately produce something that is going to get me a first Mm. because I can't then scribble out and try again I mean, you technically can, but like it makes it messy and it's a bit harder to navigate, I think, in yeah. a physical journal. So I personally like working online, mm. which I find very interesting because that's a direct kind of, that's such a contradiction to my work. Because one of the biggest elements to my artwork is that I hate digital stuff and I want it all done by hand. Yeah. But I kind of weirdly like the integration of the two. In that I have my physical practice, which I all do. I do everything by hand, nothing digital. Mm. And then I have my digital notes and my digital journal. If I continue that, and mm. like, it just helps me keep my mind organized. I yeah. think. Yeah, but there's so many layers to organizing an art practice. Yeah, you've got. You know, obviously, you're making the work itself, and even within that, it's like, are you using? Are you drawing in a sketchbook and then using those sketches to make a finished piece or are you just kind of making lots of experiments and then kind of picking out finished ones from that like even within that there's a whole organizational thing yeah 
and then it's kind of how are you documenting that work how are you because i mean i find that when for example like there's an open call for like an exhibition submission or something and you're going through your work i just i don't know if it's the way that i work but i always find it so confusing to work out i've said the word work so many times in that sentence um to i can't think of another way of saying work out to work out if my pieces exist in isolation if they're like a series like i get so i get myself really tied up in yeah. knots and that whole thing especially you know for example in our degree show i displayed all of my pieces of art i can't say i can't not say the word work artworks alongside like found objects and i liked that but they're not pieces of artwork in themselves like it's a whole i get confused in that and then I almost feel like I need a database of everything that I've made so that when I'm submitting like a picture of something and they want the dimensions and they want the title and they want when it was made, like, you know, I can just look that up rather than having to yeah. re-remember when it was and like measure things. Like that is a whole level of organisation that I don't feel like I've sussed yet. And but then it would be good to have. would be very <laughs> helpful. And then, yeah, like you say, then there's the whole level of writing and thinking about your practice and having a journal and blah, 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 blah. So yes, there's a lot to do, but I think... As I, as I just said, like, I don't have the organisation of my work itself sussed. Mm-hmm. I am working on that. My room has currently got piles of work in it that I just need to sort out. But my method, I would say, of organising my, like, journal mm-hmm. is I have... And I think this has been fairly consistent throughout the degree, at least. Possibly because on my foundation they made us do a blog, which actually worked out quite nicely because it was WordPress. It was, like, a very similar vibe. Is I have, like, a paper journal that is in no way, shape or form aesthetic in any way. Like there's no pictures, there's no drawings, there's no images. It's just writing, but it's just like bullet points and notes. Like it's it's not long form writing. It's just kind of thoughts when I have them. Yeah. Or maybe it used to be like lecture notes, but I've kind of fallen off the bandwagon a bit there over the years. <laughs> That's my bad. Um, but yeah, it'll still have like lecture notes and stuff like that in it. And then my online journal will then be a bit more considered and a bit more like long form writing being like, for example, over the last term, I did like a post every once every week just to like check in with myself and be like, here's what I've done. Here's how I feel about it. Here's what I need to do next week. That's quite nice. Sort of thing. Yeah. And I think that's really helpful for me to have those two levels because one of them is just quick. I've had this thought that's kind of interesting. Let me write it down, but I don't need to actually dwell overly on that right now. But then if I do make time to, to dwell, then I can come back, look at my notes and be like, oh, I thought that. That's interesting. Let me think more about that. Mm. And again, that's a very uni way of working and I've yet to establish how that will manifest now in my life. I'd like to think it will continue, but honestly, who knows? I think that's quite an interesting point, actually, is like organisation outside of uni, because it's not something, it's not really something we can speak on yet. No, definitely not. Which is, I'm kind of quite interested. Like, I think my plan for it is once I'm kind of like... I definitely don't want to hold myself accountable anytime soon mm. just because I don't want to put pressure on myself and like burn myself out almost immediately. <laughs> yeah, um, fair enough. But like I think once I am hopefully in a studio space, so say, you know, things all go well and I have a studio space, obviously I've moved into the new house, mm-hmm. hopefully I'll have a job um, or like a couple of jobs or like work things. Yeah. I think once I have a better idea of where I am, what I'm doing, that sort of thing, then I can start to actually get on top of, like, the intricacies of organising my day and my week and my month and my life. Um, Yeah, and beyond. But currently, I find it quite interesting that a lot of people are like... um, Actually, to be fair, everyone I've spoken to has been really understanding in that 
a lot of people are like, oh, so what are you doing sort of thing? Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, my plan is I've got a place in Penryn, telling everywhere where I live now. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be living in Penryn. Here's our address. <laughs> yes, come visit. Um, please don't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like everyone I've spoken to, I've said, living in Penryn, I'm going to try and find a job and we'll see. Yeah. And actually everyone I've spoken to has kind of been like, do you know what? That's actually perfect. Like they were saying, I think I spoke to a few staff members and they were like, actually, that's a really good, like you've got a bit of structure in the sense that you know where you're going to be based and you've got a rough idea of, you know, what you need to achieve, Mm. but you're not tying yourself to like, I need to do this and I have that planned and then I'm doing that and then that fits in there. And then I've got five minutes to get from that to that. And then it's all because, you know, things change and things fall through and things pop up and you might get a different opportunity that now doesn't fit into your really rigid schedule, but it's a great opportunity. And Mm. I think having a lot of flexibility at a time that's quite unstable is actually going to work in your favour. I completely agree. So I think in terms of organisation currently, I'm weirdly trying to lean into not much of Mm. it because I think in the long run that's going to serve me better. Um, I think if I was going to sit here now and be like, right, this isn't going to do, I need a plan, I need really strict structure i need like something rigid i need to organize myself yeah i think i'd actually fall apart <laughs> yeah yeah i completely i couldn't agree more to be honest like oh. i think we've got a nice yeah setup of we've got a few bits in place we've got like the important bits in place and that like we have somewhere to live we have shelter we have shelter <laughs> to be honest we don't even have the important factor of we have money in place but <laughs> hopefully that will come <laughs> to be fair we're both similar in that we've got a good chunk of savings and I think yeah. we're both quite careful with money in that like we're not stupid it's not like if I won 200 pounds actually I don't know why I went for 200 pounds so like if I won like a considerable sum of money I'd go and blow it like yeah. I think carefully about it yeah and I think yeah like we've kind of at the moment we're kind of doing all that yeah like you say that we need to or almost like can do like I think I don't know it's a really weird time we are like i know we were joking at the start but like we are in a strange liminal space where for example obviously you're on your residency so you're kind of going to do that and that's like filling your time at the moment and then and also like the fact that we're moving house it it's difficult because i don't want to constantly be waiting for life to begin you know like i don't want to be like oh i'll do that when that happens yeah but i don't know it's just in it's natural that part of me is like oh well i'll really kind of start working things out properly once we've moved once yeah. i'm into my studio i think because, that's quite a natural thing yeah, to do though yeah like there's only so much we can really do at the moment yeah. like i've applied for a couple of jobs but i haven't heard back yet so i don't want to be like sending off loads of applications left right and center and then i mean i well to be fair i very much could do that but i don't know like yeah. i just i'm just kind of waiting for lots of things to happen yeah and it's trying to to be honest i am struggling with it a bit like i i'm trying to not feel too like directionless yeah which i think is where going back to the beginning like where the odd to-do list thing can come and help helpful because i still there's still things i need to be doing Mm. like i had a really big email um admin session this morning which isn't the most exciting or the most like fulfilling but it just kind of keeps you ticking over a bit doesn't it and i i don't know i i i want to make sure i'm still doing things i enjoy and not just being like a little capitalist workhorse where I'm like, oh, I have no sense of value if I'm not doing things. Mm. But I don't know. It's like finding a weird middle ground and not letting yourself just, I yeah, just kind of coast. And I think, yeah, the residency as well is a nice thing that's tiding us both over in a slightly different way. Yeah. 
because that's another thing that I'm like waiting for but then equally yeah I think it's kind of, yeah like working for us both differently I'm waiting for it you're kind of I, I mean I don't want to speak for you but I imagine it's kind of like filling a gap a little yeah bit. like I have to say it doesn't even feel like it's filling a gap it's more it feels like an extension like oh. I don't feel like I finished yet interesting which yeah. is potentially why I'm doing so well with the whole mindset of like <laughs> I'm just gonna I just need to like see how things go like mm. this isn't quite the time for me to start like really getting mm. you know things together mm-hmm. Because truthfully, for me, it's not actually like I have a residency to do that. That's such a good opportunity. Mm. Like I'm literally being paid to go and work in a really beautiful studio. Mm. Like wonderful. I'm absolutely going to do that. Also, I should clarify, I'm not being paid. Like the university is paying the studio costs for me. Yeah, it's it's a net zero. Yes. (laughs) As opposed to a net minus for us. Exactly. I was about to be like, are you being paid for this? Because I didn't realise that father. Oh, yes. But I'm glad that's clarified. But yeah, so I mean, for me, it just feels like an extension. Um, So I think I have a similar plan of I'm going to finish the residency. I want to enjoy the rest. I want to have a bit of time off. Like I deserve a break. I've done well. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to do that. And then I think when I move house, then that's going to be the point where I'm like, okay, I'm in a new place. Mm. Let me start trying to like get things together. Let me yeah. start planning and organizing and like getting on top of my life a little bit more. Yeah. But I think that's okay. Yeah. I think it's a good no, plan, completely. actually. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, I think I'm just having, I think I've always known that the moment that you finish uni, especially because you're in education for so long up until that point, is going to be a bit of a weird one and I'm trying to not make it a self-fulfilling prophecy where I'm telling myself that it's going to be a big wobble and yeah. then making it into that but um yeah it is a weird headspace and I'm trying to find that balance between because I completely agree like intellectual on an intellectual level I'm like absolutely yes we've worked hard we deserve this time to rest but then when I'm not doing anything I don't feel like I'm enjoying resting I feel like I'm I don't know I'm just kind of like really I should be doing something which I think is absolutely you know it's down to being an education my whole life it's down to capitalism like it's down to so many things yeah and it's like I know that I know I know why that's happening but it still doesn't mean it's not happening yeah so something I'm trying to do which I think will be valuable across my life to be honest is to be like more intentionally be like no no you're not going to do something to tick off a list you're going to do something for fun yeah or like just doesn't even have to be fun it can just be like just do something entirely meaningless because you kind of want to do it. Yeah. Sort of thing. I'm aware that's a little bit of a tangent off organisation, but it felt relevant to no, the moment. I like it. I like it. <laughs> it's very emotional. Yeah. Yeah. That's very much been the day I've just had. Mm. Like, I just went for a long walk around Pendennis Point and I was thinking about all of these things and I was like, interesting, interesting. That's really nice. Yeah. I've got a little um, notes page on my phone. We're all written Ooh, down. Very nice. So, yeah. Sorry, that's really diverted that. No, um, I think it's quite relevant, actually. Mm. Like, I do think there's organization is great in a lot of ways but it does have the detriment yeah, of that like you can get a bit too caught up in it and forget to kind of be spontaneous do things just for the sake of doing it mm. like have an element of freedom so i think getting that balance it can be quite hard sometimes and i'm hoping that we're gonna do a fairly good job of it oh like that's my plan i hope so and i think it's one of those things we, like you're saying gotta be grateful for we are good organizers yeah i would say i think so it's good to remind yourself every so often and I think actually, I really could be wrong on this, but my guess as well is that, because I found it a little bit with the residency at CAST, is that I will go to CAST, I will leave at a particular time, and when I come home, I do nothing. Mm. I do whatever I want to do. I have a break, an actual proper break, mm. and that's really fun. And I think that 
university and education in general is one of those things that's quite tricky, particularly with art, we've, like we've spoken about before. It's that thing of you're technically never done. You can always do more. You can always keep going. You're always thinking about your practice, your next step, your mm. reasoning, your kind of development. Like, oh, should I do that? Should I do that? Oh, I've got an idea for that. Let me do this. Let mm. me do some of that. Like, yeah. oh, I've stopped painting. That doesn't mean I'm finished. Let me do some writing now. Like, yeah. It's a constant doing of things. Yeah. And I think maybe when we move house, we have our studios, we have jobs. It's going to be a little bit easier to fracture our time yeah, more clearly out. and be yeah. like you know today I am at work mm-hmm. so when I get home maybe I could go to the studio and that will be an entire day of both work and artwork mm-hmm. but then if I have a day off it is my day off I'm not going to the studio mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about things I'm not going into work I'm having a day off a day mm-hmm. to myself and I don't know if maybe like I said very hypothetical because I'm not sure but I'm hoping that actually organizing time might be a bit easier in that regard mm-hmm. like we might be busier but also i think there's something to say for being physically busy but mentally a bit quieter <gasps> yes stunning instead of like physically not very busy but mentally just yes. at 100 miles an hour that's constantly because so that's exactly what i'm doing at the moment is i'm quite mentally busy but i'm physically doing nothing so then like today i was like i'm gonna have a day off but then i woke up and it's that thing of like i hadn't had a day at work and then come home and being like ah I feel like I've earned this relaxation. Yeah. Not that you have to earn your relaxation, but I just think, yeah, that's what fed into my weird headspace of like, mentally there's a lot going on, but physically I'm, I'm not really doing anything at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I think it's, it's very nice quite to a nice little like analogy. Yeah, very nice sentiment. I mean, I'd say that's a really nice note to end it on unless there's anything else you want to say. No, I think I'm okay with ending it there. Good, good. Look well. after your 100 mile an hour brains, people. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I've enjoyed that. Delightful. That feels very... That, that kind of felt like a tutorial, but for non-uni. Just for, for life. my brain. <laughs> I.e. otherwise known as therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for the therapy session. <laughs> I hope that's been beneficial to... I'm just going to try and carry this while you remember. <laughs> I hope that's been beneficial to the listeners. If not, I hope we've not just unloaded emotional baggage. Izzy might recover in time for the next episode. I'm back. You're it's okay. fine. She's good. She's that good. really made me laugh. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I hope you all have a wonderful two weeks. Have nice, quiet brains. Yes. I hope you're both physically and mentally at peace. Yes. Uh, yeah, let's end this. Let's yeah. end with now. <laughs> sounds a, lar- a little bit alarming. A, a nice level of busy. Yeah, just whatever you need. Okay. Okay. Let's rise. Goodbye. <laughs>